Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. Today I'm going to talk about a topic that it might not apply to all my listeners, but maybe you have a friend or relative that um, you could, you know, share it with them and it might help them or just let you have perspective. But my title, it's called My Husband Cheated, Now What? And I'm going to share with you 10 things not to do after you've discovered the affair. So um, a lot of times we talk about what you can do, but I'm going to share 10 things not to do. And first off, I just want to say I'm so sorry if this is your story because I have been there. And it's painful, it is difficult, and it is not something I would wish on my worst enemy. But unfortunately, um, affairs, infidelity, um, any sexual sin is not going away. Porn is probably at an all-time high. And so when you've discovered an affair, I think your head is spinning and you have a million questions. How could this happen? How did I not see this? Why would the man I married do such a horrible thing? Can I ever trust him again? Who is she? What's wrong with me? And all these are totally normal and valid questions. And it doesn't feel like it right now, but I know you can get through this, and I know you're going to be okay. And I just wanted to give some tips. And honestly, when I sat down to write these, they literally came out of my head and heart in like 15 minutes um, because I've done some of these things that I'm going to tell you not to do, and I've experienced all of them, and there are probably more, but these seemed the most relevant, and these are the ones that just came to me that I think are helpful. So hopefully you can find them helpful too. Um, The first one is do not isolate yourself. Find one or two people, not your family, if you can do that, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, Find one or two people that you can trust and can talk to. And the thing is, with isolation, creates shame. And so often when you found out that your husband is having an affair, you don't want to tell anyone because the first thought you have is, it's my fault. What's wrong with me? And if I were better in some way or other, this would not have happened. And those are all lies that your brain is telling you and possibly your husband is telling you. So don't believe them. But why it's important to talk to someone, and even if you don't want to share with these people exactly what's going on in your life, just to have someone to talk to and support you, and you don't have to give specifics if you're not interested, but um, is so that the shame does not grow. Because as soon as shame gets involved, 
it's going to cause you lots of problems and you're healing, it's going to be hard harder to heal when there's shame involved. Of course, there's going to be some shame. but And why not telling your family? Because if your goal is to save your marriage and to work on your marriage, um, it is going to be a lot harder to manage your mom or your dad and your siblings if they know what your husband has done. And they're going to have their input and their opinions, and it's just going to make things more complicated. Um, Years ago, I had a bishop tell me, don't tell anyone. And that was the worst advice um, that he could have said to me. And so I spent years terrified. What if someone found out? What if someone knew? They would know, like, oh my gosh, I'm living this lie. It was really detrimental for my self-esteem, for i pretty sure my marriage, so many things. And so um, I am very vocal about it now because I never want any woman to think that that is okay. They've got to find a safe person, one or two that they can talk to. And if your safe person is a therapist, is a life coach, that's okay. It just needs to be someone and not your kids. That's not going to be helpful either. Okay. Number two, do not blame yourself. This is not your fault, and this is 100% on your spouse. So regardless of why they said or are saying that they had an affair, if they're trying to let you know like you weren't having sex with them enough, if you weren't skinny enough, if you weren't a better wife, um, whatever their reasons that they think is why they had an affair. This, this girl's more exciting. She's more my type. We got married so young, and we've grown apart. Whatever their excuse is, is a lie. There might be an ounce of truth in some of it. However, cheating on your spouse is never okay. And that is, in my mind, very cowardly because you're not addressing your issues. You're just masking them with someone else. You're you're living a lie. And so I just want you to know, I'm going to say this probably several times during this podcast, do not blame yourself. This is not your fault. Of course, you have ownership in your marriage, and we can get to that later. However, right now, after discovery, this is so important to know that this is not your fault. Number three, do not make any big decisions. There is no rush Unless, of course, you feel unsafe, give yourself time to process and figure out what you want to do. I've heard so many women, it's like they take all their, you know, there's a woman that wrote a book. She like cut her husband's ties. She throwing all the clothes out the window because you're so angry and hurt. You want to hurt your spouse. Um, You go sell a car, go file for divorce, or there's a myriad of things that you could do to make, you know, spend a lot of money, which we're going to talk about. So just take a breath, take a moment, take some time to figure out what you want to do, not what your spouse wants you to do, but what you want to do. And you're going to have to do some soul searching. Do you want to repair the marriage? That's possible. Or are you ready? Is it like, no, I'm done. I, I need to get divorced. But 
if you were like me, I was a stay-at-home mom for 26 years, and that's very daunting and terrifying. So there's some things that you need to figure out. So don't make any rash decisions and don't do anything that you might regret later. So number four, do not post your spouse's affair on social media. You know, unfortunately, we live in a time where, you know, we put everything on social media. Some people, obviously, they're not feeling shame. They want to, you know, shame their spouse or whatever. And I, of course, am talking about it, but I'm hoping in me talking about it to bring to light something that needs to be discussed, but maybe not putting it all over Instagram or Facebook that that is the smartest or best thing to do especially when you first found out because you're not thinking clearly you don't know obviously then your family's going to find out if you're following your family so just be mindful of that of what you're posting on social media um number 5 do not do anything extreme spend a lot of money overindulge in food or sugar <laughs> Throw away mementos or pictures or like, you know, cut their head out of all your wedding pictures. And if you want to do that later, great. But like, I think the moment when you discover, like, we honestly have that feeling like, oh my gosh, you want to just do something so mean and crazy. And maybe people um, want to go spend money or they start drinking and doing drugs or they're like, I'm going to go have an affair too. Those are not ways that you're going to solve the immediate issue. I know it feels painful or eating yourself into oblivion and then you gain 50 pounds and then you're miserable. It's like you're hurting yourself because your spouse also has hurt you. So just don't do anything extreme. Number six, do not suppress your feelings and emotions. You need to process them. Affairs can be a very traumatic experience. So this is something I have learned the past few years with life coaching about how important it is to process your emotions. And for whatever reason, I felt like the word betrayal trauma was like a negative, made me weak, and was not a good thing. But in reality, I discovered after lots of therapy and coaching, that I had a lot of trauma that was in my body that I had never released and that I was carrying for a very long time and was affecting my health, my mood, my self-esteem. And so learning to process your emotions, in my opinion, is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself during this time. And realizing when it is good, because it's a grief, and I've talked about that on a former podcast about if you're getting divorced, the grief of that, but just the feelings of betrayal. But they are intense emotions, and betrayal, in my mind, has so many emotions wrapped up into it. You've got to process those. You've got to cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay if you have to stay in your bed and just be and just you need to go inward instead of outward and work through all those emotions and journaling I think is a great way at least that's helped me is to journal and process all your feelings so you're writing them down instead of speaking them because sometimes when we speak them they come out like venom and hate and you say things that you regret and if you don't know how, I can totally help you process your emotions. I've become very good at this because I've had to. 
And I realized how important and how powerful it is. It's been life-changing for me, honestly, working through and identifying my emotions and working through them. Number seven, do not think that having sex more will fix your marriage. Sex was not the reason why your spouse cheated on you. Now, they may say like, oh, I had the best sex with her. And they may say that. And you may think that like, oh, if I would have had sex more, they wouldn't have cheated on me. It had nothing to do with that. Of course, they were having sex probably. Even if they were telling you they weren't, they were having sex. Um, And it was probably exciting and great. However, it was for so many other reasons. They needed the outside validation. It was the thrill of it, the secrecy, all the things. So you having sex more is just, it's going to hurt you more than help your marriage. Of course, eventually, if you're going to try to work through your marriage, you want to work through that component of it. But immediately, to not run and think like, if we had sex every day, then they're never going to cheat again. It's, it's not about that. Number eight, do not think that hope is gone forever. Whether you choose to stay married or choose to get divorced, there is always hope. And I think you need to be clear and figure out, do I want to stay married? And am I willing to work on this? Because I think it's t- if your spouse is also willing to work, on figuring out why he did what he did and fix your marriage, it's totally possible. But it's also totally possible to be okay in getting divorced and to have hope that you're going to be okay. So you don't have to make that decision right away, but just know that there's always hope. Number nine, do not stop taking care of yourself. This is the time when you need to focus on your needs more than ever and ask for help. So I think so often when you find out your husband has had an affair, it just rocks your entire world, but really focus on taking care of your needs. I know you might have to decide, you know what, I I can't do PTA anymore. I maybe need to cut back on my hours at work, or I'm going to have to tell my bishop I can't do this calling right now because You need to spend extra time just taking care of you, your kids, your family, and learning to get help if, you know, you have people that are wanting to help you, you know, send giving dinners or letting them. I know years ago, um, my neighborhood came and helped me clean up my yard and which was so helpful and amazing. So think of ways that someone could help you and ask for help, but make sure you're remembering drinking water, eating. Um, A lot of times your body is so upset and shocked, like you stop eating or you're sleeping, making sure that you're finding a way to sleep. If you need to go talk to a doctor and figure out how can you make sure you're getting sleep and rest and you're taking care of yourself, you're not going days and weeks without showering You're doing those things that you need to just get through your day that you're going to feel better, I promise. And the last thing, and these were not in any particular order, like number one is the number one thing and number 10 is not, but they're all important. But number 10 was do not do this alone. You need professional help and either hiring a coach or a therapist or both. This was the greatest gift I gave myself and I still give myself is having a coach and a therapist because 
of course, your friends, you need to talk to them, but getting help and sometimes we cannot see what our brains are thinking and we think it's logical or crazy or whatever, but having an outside person help us validate how we're feeling as well as say, you know what, that isn't really a great thought. Like what if, let's work on this thought or how does that make you feel? So just someone else that is a neutral observer in your life that can look at you and isn't taking sides with the husband or you or the kids or your in-laws or whoever and can be neutral but help you heal. And it's totally possible to heal from betrayal. And so I just thought these things do not do (laughs) or do. So hopefully these tips are helpful and they can help you in your journey after you've discovered an affair or any other type of betrayal. Um, I think they could apply to if if pornography is the issue or even a betrayal with a friend or a business partner or anything. These are things that I, I would suggest not doing. So thanks so much for listening and have a great day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjen1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.